Welcome to PDX-ish with your host, Byron Beck. PDX-ish is a podcast based here in Portland, Oregon, but it's not just about Portland. PDX-ish is also about pop culture, politics, and pretty much whatever else pops up in Byron's brain. Byron talks about things you never should and asks his guests things you never would. So let's get on with the show. PDX-ish is now. Welcome to PDX-ish. I'm your host, Byron Beck, and well, I'm back. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been gone for a while, and uh, one of the reasons I've been gone, I've been out of the country. I've been in my favorite place, my husband Juan and ours favorite place in the world is Paris, France. We were there for three weeks, and now we're back in the NetSpace space in the podcast studio that goes by the name Bigfoot. I don't know why. Um, and... Uh, I thought the best thing to do when I came back is to bring back a little bit of Paris with me. And that is why uh, my guest today, you've she's been on the show a couple of times before, uh, and she's back again mm-hmm. because we got to see our wonderful friend, one of our very, very best friends, over in Paris while we were there. We spent time with her at wonderful places. But uh, her, I, I welcome back to the show, Claudine Hemingway. Merci beaucoup. Uh, Claudine, can you pull the mic right to your face? Yeah, there you go. Merci. Merci, mm-hmm. merci beaucoup. Bonjour. Bonjour, ça va? Ça va. Okay, you guys are going to get really <laughs> tired of that really quickly. But the reality is that we both love France so much. And we've talked about this uh, adventure. We've both been on uh, uh, several times on the show. Uh, and the last time we talked actually about the Portland Art Museum show, the Paris exhibit, which was great. And now (laughs) here we are talking about our last trip. We wanted to do something a little bit different. We wanted to talk about how to do Paris inexpensively. And the reason why we're doing Paris on the cheap a little bit is because I think there's been so much publicity lately about Paris being expensive, the third most expensive city in the world, a very expensive place to live, a very expensive place to exist you know to breathe the air but i find that not to be true would you agree with me claudine i would completely agree it doesn't have to be expensive any any place you go in the world is could be you could have the most expensive trip in the world even coming to portland yes 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 Mm -hmm. and i would say in some ways portland is more expensive than paris very Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's we're going to get into that a little bit uh claudine tell us uh, uh a little about what you do while you're in paris well, what I do now when I'm in Paris is do a lot of tours. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just love, like, my favorite thing is just spending the day walking, um, enjoying the city, going to the museums, mm-hmm. visiting friends, having but, wine at lunch. But <laughs> it's a li- you do something that's a little different than most of us. I mean, I wouldn't consider you a tourist anymore. You're not no. a tourist. Uh, you're an, uh, quickly becoming an expert on the city. And that's because you spend so much time researching for... I, um, I do write. I write for bonjourparis.com, an online magazine. So I write stories about Paris and in-depth, like kind of secret off the beaten path. Um, not your typical, you know, you're going to Paris for the first time. This is, you know, you're going to the Eiffel Tower and you're going to the Arc de Triomphe. 
it's kind of getting down into the stories. And then I also write um, every day a little history lesson, basically, right. on Instagram. Right. And that's because you spend so much time in the museum. Yes. This woman spends so much time in the museum to kind of go crazy because are you really going to get up that early and go down to that the Louvre at that time? Oh, it makes me so happy, though. Yeah, she, she lives for it. Uh, and I think that's great. I think it's really interesting. Uh, the name you, you do, um, you post mainly on Instagram, correct? correct? Yes. What is the name of your Instagram it's account? It's Claudine Blue Blanc Rouge. So Can you B, spell it, please? B, it's Claudine and then B-L-E-U and Blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E and R-O-U-G-E. And where did you come up with that name? It's a little take on the French flag. So the French flag is Blue Blanc Rouge. And so with my very blonde hair, that's kind of my signature, I guess, at this point, I decided that, oh, it's kind of a fun little take to say Blue Blanc Rouge. It's really interesting with Claudine because she's been involved in this major contest that's happening out in Europe, it's mm-hmm. it, it's based in. Uh, there's a contest, uh, expatriate.com. I yeah, think. Yeah, expatriate magazine. Expatriate magazine, and she. Uh, it's been interesting to read the comments about you on this contest, mm. where people have said some really wonderful things about how you don't do the normal thing that people do when they go to Europe, which is take a picture of themselves in front of the Eiffel Tower. And that you delve deep, deep, deep. You can go ahead and cough. Go ahead. You need to cough. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> she has a bit of a cold today, uh, which she did not get in France. She got back here in Portland, Oregon. Yes, of course. Um, she, uh, she delves deep into the stories. She's a storyteller. She's not just a historian, but a storyteller. And she tells the stories of this wonderful city, complicated city. And in some ways, complicated, but also <coughs> very, 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 very simple. <coughs> yes, it's okay. Um, don't you think that yes. the story, you tell simple stories about com- a complicated city. Yes, I mean, it's it, it's pretty much stuff that's just in plain view. It's stuff that people would walk right by. They wouldn't ever notice that there's a plaque on this building. And, you know, Oscar Wilde died in this building, and he had a fight to the death with, you know, said one of us is going to die after he'd had too much absinthe. It was a uh, battle between him and the wallpaper. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, and the word I should not use is not complicated and simple. It is secret. You kind of tell the secrets of the city. You go behind, and you actually say there's this really great door near the eye. Eiffel mm-hmm. Tower or Tour Eiffel, oh. and you uh, tell the story of this <coughs> door, this incredible door. Tell me about that door. Um, the door, this very famous door. Everybody stops and takes a picture of this building, and it's this very Art Nouveau building. Uh, and it's just, it's over the top. It's just like e- there's every detail, the flourishes and vines and and carvings. But if you stand back and look at the door, the door is actually a phallic symbol. And so everybody, uh, every time I laugh, I see people like taking selfies in front of it. And, I'm, and I always think like, do you know what you're actually taking a picture in front of? Mm-hmm. But once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. So it's actually was something I was saving for like a year because I thought I'm going to ruin people's perception of this door. But I was like, but I have to share this story because right. it's so good. And it's all about, you know, he carved his wife into above the door and it's all these symbols and stuff. And it's a very actually erotic building, but it's pretty funny because it's one of the most famous doors and buildings in all of Paris. And not many people, I had so many people like, Oh my gosh, I never knew that. Or I never noticed that. Or Mm -hmm. so I was like, I kind of, 
you know, I call it, I call it a, I call it the dick door. <laughs> the dick door. Um, let's talk about what we, we're going to get into buildings and doors and buildings are based on, I think uh, you, Leonardo da Vinci's, uh, I took a picture up about the promenade plante. Mm. Remember you said that's from Leonardo da Vinci. Mm-hmm. It, it, um, anyways, uh, let's talk about, we're doing this story today. We're doing this podcast on Paris on the cheap. All right, Paris doesn't have to be so expensive. damn expensive. Uh, first of all, how do we get to Paris? Where's the best place to look for good Parisian um, uh, uh, discounts? You, there's no direct flight from Paris no. to Portland. No, and we actually are kind of, we're kind of screwed, to tell you the truth, to be in Portland and on the West Coast. There's so many great deals out of the East Coast. Right, like of New York. Friends that live in Chicago and New York, it's like they have so many opportunities at every day. In Portland, where you know we kind of have you go, you know you ha- you can't fly direct, so you have to go Seattle, Portland. Um, what I use is, um, and I try to get everybody on this. There's an app called Skyscanner. Is it Skyscanner.com? Skyscanner.com, but you there's just an app, and it is the greatest. And I've had people that swear by Hopper and all these other ones. And so one time I actually was testing them all, uh, but Skyscanner always has the best deals. You could go on there and pick the dates. You could say, watch these flights. I'll send you a message and say, this flight's gone down. I've had it before where I've gotten a ticket for like $410 round trip to Paris because I got an update and then just was like, oh my gosh, buy now. I think it's really important, even if you're not a member of like Matt's mm-hmm. flights or if Scotty's cheap mm-hmm. flights, that you at least subscribe to these uh, mm-hmm. e- their emails so that, that you get these updates on... Yes. Because right now, what I'm seeing on Matt's flights and basically on Scotty's is that there are some really inexpensive flights out of San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, and L.A. and that are under $400 mm-hmm. to Paris round trip. Uh, I like to take Delta. We're, yeah. we're big Delta people because we, we have the Delta cards and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And we build up blah, blah, blah. And all Air, that. Delta's Air France. So yeah, Air yeah. France, you get champagne and cognac. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, and I, uh, I, I find uh, that those flights are are pretty uh, significantly cheaper than other. It, it, it's not always the most comfortable seats, but it's not the worst seats. No, no. And if you get in the main cabin, you're good. Yes. So let's we we've arrived. Let's okay. We're going to take mm-hmm. a flight from Portland mm-hmm. to San Francisco, San Francisco to uh, CDG, mm-hmm. which is uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport. What you want to do is. It costs about 12 euros just to get a ticket to go from uh, the train, uh, the airport to the downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's 12 euros. You don't want to do that. You want to buy a thing called a Navigo. And the Navigo is about 22 euros. And that's what everything's going to now. They're actually getting rid of the individual tickets. They're phasing those out right now. So everything is so it, pretty soon. It's good by June. It's only going to be the pass. Yeah. And the, this pass is great because this pass... Not only gets you to the city, but it gets you anywhere on the metro system in and around the city for 22 euros. Mm -hmm. So you basically saved so much money. And as much as the metro seems intimidating, and it does for first timers Mm -hmm. and uh, early. It is. Once you kind of understand it and once you kind of make a couple of mistakes, you you figure it Mm -hmm. out. They also broke up a big pickpocketing ring. They did. They did. They just threw a bunch of people in jail for the pickpockets that happened in the metro. I mean, there's, 
you know, on the side note, there's all these rules about them. You know, you never, you never stand by the door holding your phone. Um, just always be aware. You never make eye contact on the Metro. I mean, especially if you're a woman and like, it gets a little, it gets a little intimidating pretty quickly. Um, but that's, there's just like, don't, you know, know where your stuff is at all times. But they had people that would be standing by the door uh, holding their phone and they, they would have kids that would basically just jump out, take the phone as soon as the doors were about to close and run off. And then what, what are you going to do? Right. Um, so you've taken, so you're in, now you're in downtown Paris. Where do you stay? Uh, I've learned some really nice little tips. First of all, Airbnb is okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a good site, but there are other ways to do it. There are other, uh, 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 oh, oh, I also want to go back to, uh, one other, uh, flight. You can take, you look into Frenchie B. Mm-hmm. Frenchie B is a uh, wonderfully inexpensive flight that goes out of LA that comes from, I think, Tahiti. Mm. And that's okay. Back to once you, what I've learned is that you go onto Google, onto Google Maps for Paris, and you keep hitting the plus sign. And what happens is the things that you don't normally see on Booking.com or Hotel Plus, or the is you'll start seeing uh, non the places that don't want to pay to be on those booking mm-hmm. sites. And you'll start seeing hotels that are relatively inexpensive. One we found was called the uh, Vieux Marais, mm-hmm. V-I-E-U-X Marais. And that was in the middle of the Marais, uh, not very far from uh, Notre Dame, in the center of the city. Um, and we were able to book that for a very inexpensive. I think we got it for around 100 uh, uh, a, a night, 100 euros a night. So that was pretty good. We were really lucky to, but that's one, what, what, what do you do for accommodations? How do you look for stuff? I usually do Airbnb. I've had pretty good luck, uh, with Airbnb. I, ha- I did another company one time and I can't remember the name, but, um, it was for more, I was there a little bit longer. Uh, so it was more of a long-term rental. Right. Um, but it was like basic, like they were, there was a lot of nickel and diming with everything. And in the end it became a a lot more expensive than it would have been. Mm -hmm. Um, with Airbnb, I just, I don't look very far out because I do go, I go three times a year. Four times almost. I I wish. Um, but I go three is when I go, I kind of, as soon as I get back from the trip, I start looking immediately. Um, so I'm not looking, you know, there's people that are, you know, they go and they're planning it a year and a half out. So there's, there have a lot of options. So I don't, you know, when you're three months out, you don't have a whole lot of options, but I've always had really great places. What are some things to think about when you think about Airbnb? I always think uh, you have to look at the comments. It's really important because you have to see if these people cancel. Yes. Yes. I, um, I, when I do it, I use the map feature. Because I uh, I usually always stay in the Saint Germain du Pre Orient area, which is my favorite, and so I use I use the map feature, and then I you know zero in on it, and I definitely look to see if I if I click on somebody and they don't have any comments, like it's pretty new, I won't even look there. I mean, I've heard some horror stories lately. There was an article about people scamming others on Airbnb. I've never had a problem. I've always had really good luck, but I do definitely look at the comments, look and see what people say. Well, there's a disclaimer. I mean, there, uh, one of the things, you know, we're not, another disclaimer is we don't pretend to be experts. We're not experts. We're, these are our experiences here in the city. I've been there, I think nine times. You've been there at least that many times. Um, uh, and, um, these are our experiences. I, 
we are now one and me are booking directly with a, a wonderful couple who allow us to book directly with them for their apartment. Um, and, uh, there's a little bit more danger in that in that if they were to cancel at the last minute mm-hmm. we are screwed yes but uh but uh but there's ways to get around it mm-hmm. and um you uh, avoid a lot of the fees mm-hmm. there's a really great way to send money too and i i thought it was such a scam but it's not uh, everything sounds like a scam but sometimes it's not it's a thing called TransferWise, mm-hmm. and TransferWise will uh transferwise.com is a great company if you're trying to rent an apartment in or pay somebody in europe for something like that and you don't want to pay i think i paid like seven dollars oh, uh, in in transfer uh, to transfer the money over there and the it's it's a really great great way to save money this this show today isn't about so much about what to do in paris it's how to save money Mm -hmm. in paris and so let's talk about do you which you want to do next sites food or uh, wine or souvenirs should we go into food and wine that's why sure okay it's Paris doesn't Paris doesn't have to be expensive for food. It doesn't have to be, and it actually kind of like when I the biggest culture shock I have when I come back is going to the grocery store right. in Portland. Not only just sometimes just the the act of the grocery store, it just people in their pajamas at you know in the middle of the day just just drives me crazy. But it's the food and the prices of everything, and it's just like the quality of the food. Right. It just it actually is the one thing that I'm just like oh I'm not back. Because in Paris, you go and you could get an amazing bottle of wine for about eight euros if you want. Well, I, there's this place. It's uh, near uh, Saint Jacques. It's Saint Jacques, that beautiful mm-hmm. tower, uh, and it's right off the Rue de Rivoli near uh, Saint Antonie's Pizza, uh, right across from the library. There's a really great a bookstore, and you go in there, and we found a bottle of really, really great Cote mm-hmm. for a, a one eighty euro. We wow. uh, it was one dollar and 80 cents you know or it's i don't crazy. know what do they say when it's less than a euro centimes or yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah so uh uh we found that and we were able to find cheese uh what what disheartens me i love to when i need to relax i like to just wander in grocery stores i don't know why i do that but i do i'm just a wanderer um and uh i I get so disheartened going to the cheese aisle mm-hmm. in this country mm-hmm. because cheese is so effing expensive. It's going to get worse now too with the tariffs. But. Yeah. And uh, so the thing over there is I find going to a market, a fresh market, mm-hmm. Juan and I bought tomatoes, grapes, uh, avocados, cheese, uh, meats and we we went to this place called the Allegri Market and it cost us all of I think six euros mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of that you mm-hmm. know we had we got so much food even I think we have some strawberries too and that would be the equivalent maybe twenty twenty five dollars over here in of uh, quality of food we got uh, for uh, the Allegri Market the Allegri Market is open every day except for um, Mondays it's in the Bastille neighborhood or the Bastille. Um, Mm -hmm. and it is uh, a wonderful market. And then they have a great flea market right behind it where I always find the coolest boxes for like one euro. I've called, I call myself one euro man Mm -hmm. because (laughs) I am, I am becoming French and that I am becoming very, very frugal. Mm -hmm. 
the French are very, very known for their thriftiness. They're, they are. Uh, we were with the director of uh, the president of France, not the prime minister, but I didn't even know they had a president, but they have a pre- there's a prime minister, which is, uh, wait, no, I, I got it the other mm-hmm. way around. There's a president who's uh, Macron, mm-hmm. and then there's a prime minister. Philippe, I think. Edward Philippe, yes. Is the yeah, prime minister. Is the prime minister. Yes, you're right, you're right. And we were hanging out with his executive director, and he was so funny because he was so frugal. He would not let us go to museums that charged. He would not let us go. You know, he was so funny, and it's always been my experience with my relatives from France and... Uh, except for a couple, um, that, you know, we, we, we try to stay on the mm-hmm. frugal side. Uh, I, uh, I call myself one Euro man <laughs> and how I demonstrated that was going to free P star, which uh, is this, uh, vintage store in the Marais. Um, and they have like three and they always have, uh, boxes, uh, in the front of their stores and the, it's always one Euro. And I found the most beautiful blue, sky blue windbreaker for one euro. Wow. And the next day, amongst all this like really fashionable furry stuff that everybody seems to be wearing right now, I found a beautiful leather jacket for one euro. That's crazy. One euro. And it fits me perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I asked the man, I said, is this leather? And he said, yes. And he said, it's cheaper than a, a, a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have to, I, but you can also it's find about the price of a baguette, <laughs> about the price of a baguette. Uh, we w- always go to Lan Main. Uh, Lan Main is, uh, one of the, n- uh, nicer boulangeries and they have a few of them in, um, Paris when that's right where we stayed, which was near the Place de Vosges. And we were able to find, uh, we were able to get the most amazing baguettes and mm-hmm. croissants and petit déjeuner. And, you know, we wouldn't spend more than a couple euros, you know? No. Where would you go for your uh, petit déjeuner or for your croissants and stuff? Um, it just, it kind of would always depend on where I was heading to. Uh, if, I was in a, if I was in a hurry and I was, you know, waking up and trying to get to someplace when it opens, I'll, I'll pick one up. There was one, and I don't remember the name, but it was a bakery. It's about a block off the musée, from the Musée d'Orsay. Oh, uh, yeah. And I went in there and got it, a pan of chocolate and it was still warm and it Uh, was like the buttery chocolatey it was the most amazing thing i've ever had and you know it's a it's like a euro 40 euro 20 yeah but the cheese like the in where i would stay at saint germain is the marseille saint germain which is one of the oldest covered markets and there's the the cheese guy in there which I just stayed, you know, I always stay around there. So I started going there and now they know me. And so they'll, you know, when every time I come and they'll point out things that I should get, but I always have my faith. Like I was like, I always have the Brie de Moo and the Femme d'Ombert and a few other things, but you get all of these amazing cheeses and it's, it's 14, 15 euros, which those same exact cheeses here would probably be 70, $80 for the same thing. And it's, and the quality is just, it's just so great. The one thing I noticed the French don't scrimp on is food. I like in no. the sense that they like to eat good food. They probably send, mo- it seemed, what I noticed from our friends is they spend more money on food than anything mm-hmm. else. And they, uh, when they eat, you know, they, they, when they over uh, entree, they, entree over here is our main course. Mm-hmm. Over there, it's a starter. Mm-hmm. 
and then you have the plat, and then you have the dessert. Mm -hmm. And so they usually order all three. It, we went out with our uh, wonderful uh, Magali and uh, her husband, uh, Dominique, and they ordered all the uh, all the mm -hmm. entrees. They ordered mm -hmm. all the starters, and it was it was a wonderful mm -hmm. meal. We went to this place called Coco de Mer, which I really highly recommend because it's from the Seashell Islands, mm -hmm. and the entire place is covered in sand. The oh, floor wow. is covered in sand. Oh wow! Um, but those usually are also when you have those three course meals. Are actually you could go to places and it's thirty euros for three courses, and it, the food is absolutely amazing. That's one thing to really look out for um, for when you want to go to restaurants. What I always tell people is avoid any restaurant that the menu has pictures of flags on it. Yeah. So if you go and you see. A lot of times you'll see a British flag more so than the American flag, meaning for English. But if you see it and it has an Italian flag and a you know all of the Spanish flag and all these ones, don't go near there. Right. You're going to get charged more, and the food's not going to be a, and as good. And that's usually in the Latin quarter. It's Latin. anywhere that's anywhere that's close to a, a monument, a big monument. Yeah. So any place close to Notre Dame, any place that's really close to the Louvre, or especially the Eiffel Tower, any place around there. But what you could do is you just go literally like around the block. So if you're right there and you see that, like literally just walk around to the other side of the block. And sometimes just on the corner, you'll find some amazing place. Yeah, we love this place called Balota Balota, which is our friend Sebastian works at, which is right off the Shams. Never eat on the Shams. Although oh, yeah. George mm -hmm. Sank is pretty yeah. good on the, on the yeah. Shams. I mean, there are some wonderful places. Angelina. On, and there are some, but if you really want to, this is about saving money, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to save some money, go around the corner, go down the street, go definitely go off the beaten path because you're uh, you're not only going to find a bathroom that they're not going to charge exactly. for because uh, there's the two euro and the one euro bathroom mm -hmm. everywhere, but you're also going to find uh, some wonderful places mm -hmm. to eat. Um, I love uh, that discovering stuff like that mm -hmm. you know as, as, as yeah the biggest the biggest tip that in my favorite thing is uh well first of all you never order a bottle of water um always never. just the tap yeah. water is yeah. just fine yeah but the bottle of water in most time most places will cost you more than the bottle of wine and soda soda's the same soda's way the same so way. sodas might could it goes up to as, i've seen it as high as six euros mm -hmm. and a bottle a glass a glass or a, even a bottle could be three yes. uh, mm -hmm. of wine. Mm -hmm. And so where you think that it's cheap here, what we would call fast food mm -hmm. or they call over there quick food. Yes. I think wheat, yeah. wheat. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually really expensive. It's expensive mm -hmm. to go to McDonald's. It's frustrating mm -hmm. to go to McDonald's. It's not how they eat. No. And it's not, it, you're not going to enjoy your, uh, although there is one really, really funny place that uh, I, pull one too and he hates when I pull him there it's on the Rue de Sebastopol and this is a place called Euro Chicken <laughs> and it's halal which uh -huh. I think has to do with preparation mm -hmm. uh, Euro Chicken is has some of the best fried chicken I've ever eaten in my life huh. and there's another place and I don't know if I'm saying I'm probably saying it wrong it's called La Droguerie Droguerie La Droguerie. It's a blue crepe stand. It's right down from uh, La Sasse de mm -hmm. Falafel, which is the very, very most famous uh -huh. uh, falafel stand, I think, or fla falafel mm -hmm. restaurant in the world. And that is has the best crepes. And you can get an like a mind-blowing uh, crepe uh, dish uh, for about five euros. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, 
Paris does not have to be expensive. No, I mean there, there's you know I've gone to the Grand V4, which is you know one of the oldest restaurants in Paris, and it's in the Palais Royal. And I went there on my first trip, and it was something you know you had to do, and it was lunch, and for the two of us, it was about four hundred euros. Um, then it included the wine and stuff, but it was also one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had and one of the most amazing meals I've ever had. See, uh, and that's the way to do it because if you're saving money in other places, you can mm-hmm. spend money yes. for those special occasions. Like we go to Bar Hemingway, Claudine Hemingway, mm-hmm. uh, Bar Hemingway, the, uh, the cocktails start at 30 euros. Yes. Yes. And you're not going to get out of there with a drink less than 30 euros. But it's all, but it's also part of, it's the whole experience. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, when I go, people always ask, oh, did you, what do you buy when you're there? And I was like, well, I buy books. But I also, I basically, like, I'd rather spend my money on experiences and, right. and food and wine. Right, right. Um, I don't need another sweater or another scarf. Yeah, and you don't need to uh have the scammers hit you up online at the Louvre who say they will get you cheaper mm-hmm. tickets yes. and get you to the front of the line cuz mm-hmm. you're going to get you ripped yeah. off. I mean yeah. there are uh, you don't need to buy uh fake uh souvenirs or fake uh basically designer stuff mm-hmm. because you don't you just don't. Mm-hmm. I mean there are places I I, I always find it f- fascinating how many um uh, vendors are on the street vendors but i mean if you notice they're all ready to just run at any minute Mm because what they're doing is illegal and you're not supporting the french economy and we're there to support the Mm -hmm. french economy even if we're only spending one euro i like to go to this place on rue de temple called la toile souvenir Mm. la toile souvenir is a tiny little shop on the rue de temple and it has the best souvenirs and most of them are one euro Mm. and you can get Beautiful placemats for mom and dad. Placemats are easy mm-hmm. to pack. Oh, very easy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they uh, they don't break. Like I just broke mm-hmm. my sister's mm-hmm. present back from France. Uh, uh, they don't break. And you can get these cool Eiffel Tower pens and others. You know, I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff is really cliche, but you can find find some really like the coolest, coolest uh, keychains, and they're all a euro mm-hmm. or even less than a euro. There's uh, another place in Rue de Rivoli that uh, blanking on the name, but they have the coolest little uh, key fobs for fifty centimes, mm-hmm. and it says Paris, and it's really cool, and I love it, and I can't wait to give it all to my friends mm-hmm. and. Um, souvenirs don't have to cost you a lot, although you can find some really cool things in Galerie Lafayette if you go to the top floor. Yes. And then that's where I like to buy. There's an artist up there, and he sells the most amazing paintings that he has painted. He paints them right there for about 15 euros. And uh, if you want, are looking for original art, that you're okay with it being kind of a cliched image, maybe, you know... Uh, Sacre Coeur or uh, the Eiffel Tower, but he's a really good painter. You y- you just don't have to spend a lot of money unless you no. want to. Yeah, no. uh, I like to. I I am I, I also think, and this I think this is okay to do. I take posters right off the walls <laughs> of the uh, in the art gallery districts near Saint Germain de Prix mm-hmm. over in the Odeon. Oh, There's some mm-hmm. wonderful galleries over there, and they have the most beautiful posters on the streets everywhere. Right, everywhere, everywhere, and um. They don't cost you a mm-hmm. dime to tear off the wall. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're supposed to do that. I do it all the time. <laughs> but uh, but uh, what else do you want to talk about, sweetie? Well, the uh, the other thing, I mean, 
you you always give me a bad time about spending all my times in museums. Yeah. I mean, I do. I don't spend all of my time, but I do spend a lot of time because I do also write about that. And then I just love the stories. Like I just was writing something that I'll post today about Julie Manet, who was the daughter of Bert Marisot. But, you know, then it's like I learn more about that. And then I go to the Orsay and see the Bert Marisot exhibition and it just means so much more to me and I know the stories behind it um but the uh, museums you know some people you know it's like they they don't want to go it's expensive but the you know the Louvre is 15 euros to go which is cheaper than the Portland Art Museum or the Seattle Art Museum which I just and it's, don't, don't they do free muse- museum they do um the Louvre does it on the first Saturday of every month isn't and a lot of other museums fall into s- first Sunday first so Sunday. most of but there are museums that are free all the time the the Paris museums um the uh, Petit Palais the uh, Romantique the Romantique the Musée Bordel the um, the two the, the couple the old people yeah the con, con uh Cognac Ja, yeah, I think. Cognac I think. Ja. Um, and then also the Modern Art Museum that's close to the Eiffel Tower. Those are all free all the time. You, If they have a special exhibit, you have to pay for it. But the Petit Palais is one of my favorite museums in all of Paris. It's amazing. It's there. It's the it's the actual city's collection. Um, and it's free all the time. And, and Carnivalet. And Carnivalet when it opens at the beginning of the yeah. year. I can't wait. Um, but those, those are all great things. I personally avoid that first... Sunday mm-hmm. of the month because it the is lines. free so it means it's extremely cr- crowded yeah so I kind of avoid that but you know if you were going and you really wanted to go see that and you didn't want to spend the 15 to, or you have a family you know and it's going to be $60 for all of you to go or so then that's that's a great Tell option me, um you have you also getting museums free because you become a member yes so I mean Tell us how you become a member of the Louvre and why it's sometimes more inexpensive to do that. It is. I mean, well, because I do spend so much time, especially in the Louvre and the Orsay, um, I looked it up and I thought, oh, well, I it's actually, I think the Louvre is um, 80 euros a year. So when you think it's 15 euros just to go one time. And when I'm there, you know, I'll go sometimes, you know, I, I figured I, I was like, I should count up how many times I've been in the Louvre or keep track of how many hours I spend. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'll go in there, you know, five, 10, 15 times in one trip. So it ends up being that it's much cheaper and you also have the card so you have immediate access to get in and out. Um, it's also great because if I have like an hour or so and I'm just like, oh, I have an hour before I'm meeting somebody, I could just run in there and go, you know, spend an hour sitting in the Corpuget, which is one of my favorites with all the French sculptures. Um, and then when you have that, then you go join the Orsay, you get a discount because you're already a member of the Louvre. So the Orsay, you basically, if you went two and a half times, you pay for the membership. Right. And with the Orsay, you get to go in a half an hour before it opens as a member. That's which that's amazing. That makes all the difference in the which world. Which is like the most amazing thing ever because I've spent, you know, I've had an hour to myself at the top floor in the Impressionist Gallery with not a single person but the, you know, with the, the security guards. guards. Yeah. Um, and that's so it's well worth it. But, you know, if, if you're going to go... You know, if you're just going one time and you're, it's not, it probably isn't very cost effective, but if you're going to go and you plan to go a few times, then it definitely is. You know, it's, that's the thing about, um, Claudine and her site and her Instagram post is it's for the slightly seasoned traveler. I mean, we're not saying, again, we're not saying we're experts at all. Uh, I think eventually Claudine will be considered Mm -hmm. an expert if not 
Um, <laughs> I, I just think there's something about your passion for this city that you love so much has really, and your the amount of research you put into on a daily basis to uh, to share those stories, I think uh, it definitely makes you a, an expert. Um, um, I, uh, I, well, I don't, I also want to don't get away from the fact that there are beautiful, just beautiful places to walk in mm -hmm. like cathedrals, yes. which are free. Yes. And the churches, um, actually I wrote an article. My first article I wrote for Bonjour Paris was how to see the amazing art of Paris for free. So many of the, uh, churches in Paris, like you could go, there's a few churches that actually have some Eugène Delacroix, which is one of my very favorite artists. Right. Um, his paintings are just hanging there in the right. church. Right. There's Charles Lebrun, which is the man who's basically behind what Versailles looks like it does. Um, you could go into these churches where nobody else, you know, it, now the Notre Dame, unfortunately, is closed. Some of the churches are getting a little busier. Saint-Suplice is always a little bit busier. But you could just walk in and the architecture and the art and everything in those buildings, and it's completely free. Yeah. And there are some wonderful streets to just walk down and see things. Uh, Rue uh, Saint-Honoré de Faubourg, which mm -hmm. is where all the fashion, uh, a lot of the big fashion shops are. Uh, are my favorite shop in the world, which is no longer open. One and our favorite called Colette is no longer there. But, but there are still wonderful places to just walk and see mm -hmm. things. Uh, there's a wonderful uh, the Nelson Mandela Park. Mm -hmm. uh, near the Nelson Mandela Park on Rue de Rivoli is there's a, a six-story art. Uh, music, art studio where you can go and watch oh, yes. artists working. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, there's giant breasts that yes. are made out of plastic bottles. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, and the last thing that is the freest and most freeing thing to do, I think, in all of Paris, is to walk along the Seine. Yes, the walk along the Seine. Will, uh, <coughs> you agree? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, it's uh, mm -hmm. it's just where. Love is love is love is love is love is love is love. And it's the most wonderful place to be in the world. Um, we love this city. Is there anything else you want to share about uh, that we, we talked about today that you would like to talk to? Hmm. Just go. Just go. Just you go. Gotta go. There's so many people that say, oh, I want to go or I hope to go. But, you know, just just do it. Life and is you can short. Take, and if you're scared, you could, they can go on your tour. Yeah, yeah, they could. Um, I do tours um, when I'm there. Uh, eventually, hopefully, I'll be there longer. Um, but yeah, I do tours. I also, I've. Uh, they could also just yeah, contact me. I've written articles. I have so many people that say, "Oh, you go by yourself," and they think that you know that they're just like, "Oh, I can never do that." And it's actually. Paris is a very easy, easy place to be traveling on your own too. And I've written articles about that, about things to keep in mind, especially as a woman, things to keep in mind, where you're going to stay, how, mm. you know, how to, um, carry yourself. Just, you know, it's just basically be aware of your, you know, surroundings and where you are, but it's uh, life is short and you know, anything could happen. So if you want to go, you should just do it. And again, it doesn't, you know, I don't think I've ever paid more than $600, Mm -hmm. for a round trip ticket, which is when I tell people that they're like, that's cheaper than going to Hawaii. Right. So you don't, you know, you could stay the last time I was there, the Airbnb I had in, in Odeon, which is one of the Saint Germain, one of the most expensive parts of the city, um, was 70 euros a night. Mm -hmm. 
and it was, you know, a block from my favorite place, Le Bon Comtois, um, which everywhere anybody should go to. But it doesn't have to be extremely expensive. Um, That's our show today because we wanted to, I mean, Claudine and I, whenever we get a chance to just talk about this, I think is... (laughs) We just take the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to share what we know and how we see the world over there and how uh, we all want you to share this experience we had, which is that we fall in love with the city and we can't get enough of it. Correct? Correct. Um, this is our show for today. Uh, thank you so much. I love you, Claudine. Love you too. And I love you all. And uh, we'll see you on another episode mm-hmm. in the near future. Abiento. I'm your voiceover talent, Maria Webster. Thank you for listening to PDX-ish. And a big thanks to Byron's guests, producer and sometimes co-host Mark Grimes, Bigfoot Podcast Studio, Netspace, and Willamette Week. Join us next week for a new episode of PDX-ish. We love you all.